This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor in play betting. Watch the action, predict the action, and make your best bet with the latest odds on over 1,000 daily events. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big, it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Touch back for Arfield. 1-0 Burnley. Scott Arfield. He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery. It's the path of McCann and the back plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! A 
is justice at the Amex Stadium. Burnley are level and deserve to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of this weekend's game against Bristol City at Turf Moor, which I think promises to be a very, very, very entertaining game, unlike what we saw on Tuesday at Deepdale through no fault of our own. Um, I might add, just a way that um, a certain home side wanted to play. Um, but I don't think Bristol City will play that way because Preston... I think that was only the second goal they conceded all season, wasn't it? They have got a very, 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 very good defence, to be fair to them. So you can kind of understand why they play the way they did, especially when you're playing against a team like Burnley, you know. Um, but Bristol City, I don't think will do that because their defence isn't that good um, and their strike force is very, very, very good. But we will get into that in a little bit. I have got a guest, um, but it isn't a Bristol City fan. You will have seen it before. Uh, it's a Burnley fan. Uh, because, again, we couldn't get a Bristol City fan, unfortunately. Um, quite a few ignored messages. Um, I did try, uh, just like I did against Preston. But it is what it is. The show must go on and we'll we'll just do it without them. But we'll we'll chat more on, on the Burnley thing as well, um, rather than the Bristol City thing. But we will obviously touch on Bristol City and their performance so far this season. That's why it's a little bit later this week. That's why it's coming out on a Friday night rather than Thursday morning or something like that. So please forgive me. But like I say, the show must go on. Uh, just before we get into the chat about the pre-game show, of course, I have to do all the usual housekeeping stuff. Um, so please remember that we have the Fan Slide app. We are doing our fantasy football on the Fan Slide app. And if you are watching this on Friday night, because I'm going to put this out pretty much instantly, so it should be out before the 8 o'clock kickoff, then that 8 o'clock kickoff will be on there tonight. So you can join the Turfcast table um, and get on there for that. Um, if not, if you're listening on, on Saturday on the way to the turf, for example, then the Saturday evening games will be on. Um, what it is, it's a fantasy football app. Um, if you're a regular to the show, you'll know how it works by now. You, you pick three players uh, from a team. It, it works on a game-by-game -game basis. So if you're thinking, oh, there's no point in me joining now. I've you know, six, seven games into the season in Premier League. It doesn't matter. Um, it does it on a game-by-game -game basis. Um, and each each table, like I said, is on that individual game. So you'll choose three players that you think are going to start the game. Well, after 20 minutes, that uh, their time is up and then you can assess the game and look at and slide more players in. Uh, you can slide them in before the time is up, but you will lose points. Uh, and it's one of them games where you get points for everything. You don't just get points for someone scoring a goal or a clean sheet. You get points for passes, interceptions, tackles, uh, headers, you know, a defensive header and things like that. So... Um, you can do quite well in it, um, even if you don't really have a goal score. Obviously, it helps. <laughs> yeah, obviously, it helps. Um, but yeah, so like I said before, we will be having a Turfcast TV table where prizes are on offer. Now that all three shirts are out, uh, we'll probably be doing one very, very, very soon. Um, it won't be this weekend. Um, it's International Bank next weekend, isn't it? So it'll probably be the weekend after that. But again, keep your eye on our socials and stuff like that. Make sure you download it using the Turfcast link. If you do that, you'll be, again, put into a prize pot and then you could potentially win um, either some money or some of our merchandise. I say our merchandise, the club's merchandise. We don't have any, of course. Um, and then if you want to join the Turfcast TV table, there is a code probably should have written it down. I think it's something like FNCKZ, but again, it will be in the description. So if you do want the link, 
It'll be in the description of this video or our Twitter bio. And if you want the code, again, I will put it in the description of this video. Um, but that's it. We'll get on to the Bristol City game now. And I'm delighted to announce that I am able to bring in, just as I see him finishing a bit of a cup of tea. There we go. Uh, sorry, mate. I kind of threw you under the bus there a little bit. I've seen you gulping that brew down. And I thought, I'll, I'll just give him a sec then. I'll just give him a sec. But of course, you'll recognise Neil. He's been on the podcast quite a few times. How you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, not bad. Cheers, you. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a little bit tired, um, but you know, I can't be anywhere anywhere um, tired as much as you. Having run the Great North Run last weekend, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it just recovered. Um, yeah, one of, honestly, though, one of the best things I've ever done. I said, I said when I've done it, I'm never going to do it again. But I've signed up, so <laughs> yeah, brilliant. So there you go. So congratulations, mate. Uh, honestly, you should be very, very proud of yourself. Um, I know it's something that I would definitely, I, I genuinely believe that I would die halfway around it. I struggle sometimes. I go to the gym quite regularly, say quite regularly, like three times a week, you know, not doing it every day like most people. Um, but as soon as the, you know, the PT says to me, oh, right, come on, you need to start getting on treadmill and stuff like that as well now. I, I do five minutes on there. I'm like, nah, I can't do this, man. So I don't know how people run 26 miles. So fair play, mate. Yeah, no, I thought I was going to die at one point, to be fair. But uh, yeah, managed. I managed in the end. Yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Um, so let's get on to the Bristol City game then. Obviously, I've just quickly mentioned the Preston game there in the introduction. Quite a tedious one in terms of the way that Preston played. But I think the Bristol City game is going to be a little bit different, isn't it? I think they've got a decent strike force, not yeah. a very good defence. So I think there's going to be goals in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I was just looking at what their results have been so far just before you brought us in and they they score they do score they, they look like they, they've got no trouble scoring goals but they they do, do, do concede a lot as well which bodes well for us um having said that we don't score that many we we get a lot of chances and don't tend to put them away but yeah definitely making up for an entertaining game definitely um I don't think I think I agree with you I don't think they'll do what Preston did I think for Preston they were just trying to not lose to us at any cost yeah um, yeah and I think Bristol will probably try and go for that win rather than that because it's not a derby it doesn't really mean that much to them it's just more about for them getting a result yeah well it's two attacking sides isn't it we're pressing like yeah. I said earlier they've only conceded two goals all season one of them was against us I think they've only scored three goals all season though and again one of them was against us that just shows how boring that their games have been if yeah. that one was the most goals that had ever been in one of the games so far this yeah, season essentially just, yeah they're, they're, they're us in the Premier League aren't they just trying yeah. not to lose yeah, well, I, I was talking to someone this week. I was saying, how embarrassing must it feel to play like that at home? And they were like, you're a Burnley fan. Didn't you do that for the last five years? They were like, yeah, well, it's yeah. a bit different doing it in Premier League against Man City than it is doing it at home in a Lancashire derby against a team like Burnley. Yeah, um, But is, I've yeah. just brought the league table in because um, you were talking about Bristol City's goals and goals conceded. If you just look there, Sheffield United, who are top of the league, have scored 17 goals. Bristol City have scored more than them. They're the highest goal scorers yeah. in the league with 18 goals, but they have conceded 14 and I'm just looking there's only Reading who have in the top 18 places I, th I think I think they've I think they've conceded the second most joint in the league I think there's one team on 15 just out of shot there um but they've conceded 14 goals in nine games so it, it could it honestly it could, it could be another Blackpool this game it really really could it could, it could be a cracker um but just watch it'll be no no uh, yeah, absolutely typical. Much. But uh, no, it could, it's got the makings of a good game. But um, yeah, it's like you say, it's two. It's a team that's going to attack, and we're going to attack. So uh, yeah, it should be good. Yeah, it's. Let's just talk about their attackers then as well, because obviously 
they attack because they've got a good attack. It's it's, it's like Preston. They they were defending because they've got a good defence. It's a team playing playing to their strengths. There's quite a few strikers that we should be worried about, in my opinion. Tommy Conway has had a very, very good start to the season. He's only a young lad. He has a shot accuracy of 69% and a goal conversion rate of 44%. So 44% yeah, of his good. shots are going in. That is ridiculous. He's had a very, very, very good start to the season. Then, of course, Naki Wells, Andreas Veyman, Antoine Simeno, probably got that wrong. And then you've even got the likes of Cal Naismith, Kane Wilson, and, and, and even Chris Martin. So they've got a lot, a yeah, lot of very good players. Yeah, oh, they're a good they? team. I think, um, you know, they, I was, I was, was it last week when they played Norwich? They gave them a good game. Um, yeah, yeah they're, they're a very good team. They've got a lot of good, young, exciting players. So, um, yeah, I mean, Naki Wells played for us, didn't he? So he, he plays, he's bounced. He did, but not a lot. He did a lot. That Sorry, football, he did, but it? not a lot. Yeah, it's that ruling football, isn't it, though, that a player who you've sold always scores against you. So, um, yeah. But it should yeah, be good. It's, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, but you just mentioned the Norwich game there, and I do want to mention that as well, because Norwich, I find, are a team quite similar to us. They have a lot of possession of the ball. They'll try and drag teams out. And I yeah. was quite happy with the fact that Norwich got that win in a way, because I thought, well, Norwich is similar to us. Hopefully that means that we can get the win. We so encouraging it, yeah. signs there. Yeah, definitely. I was, I was chatting about the championship with someone at work this week, and I was saying Norwich, and I would probably... I mean, there's a long way to go yet, but I'll probably put his in that bracket. Norwich are a weird team because they're sort of too good for the championship, but not quite good enough for the Premier League. Yeah. So I think if you can get a good result against Norwich, then you're probably doing all right in the, in the championship for me. And I think yeah. we've, we've probably got potential to be like that as well. Um, so, yeah, it's um, yeah. if Norwich can do it, we can do it. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think we're a team of very similar quality. I think they've probably got some better strikers than us. Obviously, they've got Puke, who's done it in the Premier League and things like yeah. that. Uh, but I do think our midfield's stronger than theirs, and, and our defense is, right. is, you know, our, our defense is still got, good. They've still got most. Well, I think they have anyway. Most of their Premier League team, which obviously wasn't going for the Premier League, but it's, I'd say it's probably a bit more experienced than what ours is. Yeah. Which, might, which probably sets them a little bit ahead of us. But in terms of quality, yes, we've got our strengths, they've got theirs, so we're probably just about the same. Yeah, you've mentioned Naki Wells. It seems to be a lot of players that have left the club um, that I keep looking at and going, hmm, he'd be very good in a Vincent Company system. Yeah. But obviously, yeah. it, it, under Dyche, it didn't really work out for him. I didn't really rate him that much as well, seeing him in a Dyche system. But, you know, I, I could have said that, that for a lot of strikers, really, apart from your likes of your Woods and your Barnes. Um, yeah. But Vidra, he, he's, I, I, he's a good player. I, I, yeah, I put Vidra in that bracket. I think Vidra would absolutely yeah. shrive, uh, thrive in this system. I really do. Um, but it's just one of them things, isn't it? it just... Really. Yeah, well, just don't be alarmed when I put this picture back up, but I just want to remind everyone that he did score two goals at Ewa Park and I have paid homage to that in my <laughs> pre-game show. You can see the Venkis signs in the background there behind him. So, you know, he's had a good start to the season. We were yeah, happy for him to score two goals against Blackburn, but, you know, now it's time for us to be worried about him. But our defence has played pretty well recently, hasn't it? So they've got some very, yeah. very good strikers, but we've got a good defence at the minute. Yeah, we have. Yeah, and um, a good keeper. Um, yeah, so yeah, we have our defense is great, and um, I, I always forget his name. The big lad we got from City, Ted Howard, Howard, whatever. Howard Bellis, yeah, Howard Bellis, yeah. He's he's growing every game, he's looking yeah. really, really good, he's getting stronger yeah. every game. Um, so yeah, yeah, we have. 
Yeah, he's looked class as Taylor Hayward Bellis as well, to be yeah. fair. Like you say, he's the England under-21 captain. But, of course, Charlie Taylor went off injured against Preston. And Bayer, yeah. uh, the lad that we got on loan from, was it Dortmund, has come in. He played well when he came on. So, yeah, what are you doing this week? If all three are available, which I'm not sure if they are. I'm not sure if Taylor's fit. I know Taylor's fit, but we'll get into that in a second. Are you playing Bayer and Hayward Bellis? Or are you playing Taylor and Hayward Bellis? Try and not upset the apple cart too much. I would probably still play Taylor. Um, it just depends how fit he is because you don't want you don't want him 70-80% fit as opposed to playing someone 100% against those attackers you want fully fit defenders yeah good point but if he's if he's fully fit yeah stick him in but if he's not then I would stick I would stick the old lad in you can't you can't have someone who's not fully fit against them yeah yeah good point I think they will yeah, Taylor, to be honest he's, Taylor's looking alright now at first, I was really not convinced about him at centre half at first but he's, he seems to be settling into it yeah, it, I thought he played well against Huddersfield, but then he had a few games where he kind of went... He didn't really make any massive errors of anything, but, you know, he'd lost his man a few times or whatever. Yeah. It just And it's, obviously, he's a square peg in a round hole, but like you said, like Taylor Harewood bellis the other Taylor, Charlie Taylor, he's been yeah. growing in that position a little bit. Yeah, and yeah. I, I've been impressed with him. I quite like him there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely growing into it. I mean, like I said at first, his position, his, it was his positional sense seemed a bit off for me. Like, like you say, he was losing his man. He didn't quite know where to be. But yeah, he's getting better every game. They're yeah, just, they're just gelling up, and that's why that's why it started to click. Really, I think the whole team is just starting to gel now. Get used to how each other plays and things like that. Yeah, well, that brings it on nicely as well to the next point. Then, obviously, we're fifth in the league. I think I've just had the league table on the screen. I don't really want. I don't, I'll put it back up there just quickly. So yeah, we're check. Fifth, yeah, yeah, there we go. Fifth, we're fifth. I don't. I don't really look at the league table until until around no. 10, 15 games. Yeah, um, but we had a slowish start, which was to it was to be expected. Um, yeah. Obviously, we beat Huddersfield. But then we drew a few games, lost against Watford, which has ended up looking like a bit of a dodgy result. At the time, I thought, oh, it's Watford. Not many teams will win there. Now they've, um, yeah. they've kind of fallen off away a little bit. But so far, so good. Are you happy with it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're drawing a lot of games, but we there's that old saying. I think a few people, I've seen a few clarets tweeting it about that win your home games and get what you can away from home. And that seems to be what we're doing. Um, we've only lost one. So, you know, we're hard, we're hard to beat. So, yeah, I'm happy yeah, with that. Exactly. It's a new, new team, new system. I mean, it would have been, it, it will have shook the club. Dash was there for so long when he went, it would have been a massive culture change. So it, it could have gone either way. It could have gone disastrously wrong or it could have gone really well. And I think it's going on the really well side of things, to be honest. It's, yeah, it's going all right. Yeah, obviously a lot of outgoings, but a lot of incomings as well. 16 incomings, I think it was in the end. Yeah. What are your, what, what are your thoughts on the business that we've done this summer? I'm happy with it. I think we're still a striker short. I think, obviously, Jay's banging, like I always said he was at this league, but he's, he's quite injury-prone and age isn't on his side. Barnes looks well off it, to be honest. Um, which, you know, is you don't want to dig him out because he's Ashley Barnes, isn't he? But he's, he's, I think his time's come. So, I think we are a striker short. and But, you know, we might get one in January. It's a different, different club now in terms of transfers. I mean, you could have predicted we wouldn't buy anybody in January yeah. in the last whatever years, but who knows, we might bring another five in, you know, you don't know, do you? Yeah, having said that, we have got the lad on loan from Brentford, D- Dervis Soglu, we've not seen him yet, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed to not see him on Tuesday with the way that the game went, but he, he could come in yeah. and, and, and end up being a decent deputy. Is Twine to come back? Is he a striker, Twine? Twine as well. Yeah. He's like a forward, number 10 sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's to come back as well, so maybe, maybe, yeah, just give them a bit of time, I guess. But yeah, we yeah, are a striker yeah. short, but other than that, um, I'm delighted with some of the signings. I mean, Who'd have thought we'd ever see a Brazilian uh, turf mice? It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it's mad, isn't it? Mad, isn't it? Who's, who's your favourite signing then from the summer? I love. Uh, I like Benson. 
Um, and um, Taylor, uh, Howard Bellis as well. Um, but I like my defenders. So, um, yeah, I'm impressed with them. Yeah, Definitely. yeah. I, th- I think I think the best thing about the the club at the minute Nonsense. is is the squad depth. We've got people that can uh, can come off the bench and actually change the game. Like the, the other night, we we saw we saw um, what's he called now? Zaru, Zaru. I, I, I can't I can't do this with names anymore. I keep getting no, it's bad, there's, isn't it? there's that many. Marks you know, came like, off the bench and did well. Bayer came off the bench and did well. We've got Benson who normally doesn't yeah. start, who comes off the bench and does well. You know, we've still got Twine to come in as well. We have so much depth at the minute. I, I tweeted it. I tweeted it when I seen the lineup point against Preston strength in depth. It's first time for ages you look at that bench and it's not got four keepers on it. It's, yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. So I think the business we needed to do, we've done. Um, yeah. And we're just that striker short because you watch us play and we create so many, you know, we've got the ball possessions. I don't think it's below 70%, is it? Possession for any game? Just the West Brom game, I think. Just the West Brom. So, we're just a striker short of being a really, really good side, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think there's certain games where the lack of striker hasn't bothered me too much. Not necessarily because we've won, but because we've played in a certain way. But there's been when teams sit back... I do think we have missed a striker, and some people will put the point out because I said, "Oh, we, we we need a striker here against Preston," and a few people saying, "Well, it was a chance creation issue. It weren't necessarily, you know, Jay didn't really get many chances." And that's not what I'm saying. But an out and out striker might just be able to find that extra yard of pace to to lose yeah. his man or to get an extra inch when he's got the ball. Being and in a position we're lacking that against Preston. Yeah. yeah, exactly. A striker might be in a position where if if you haven't got a striker, they're not in that position to get the ball, which means there's no yeah. chance. If you know what I mean. Whereas if yeah. the striker's making the right run, then there is a chance because he's where he's supposed to be. If you know what I mean, I'm, I know what I'm trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jay, Jay, Jay got in the game quite a lot on Tuesday, but he dropped deep a lot. And, you know, yeah. it's not a negative of him. That's just something he naturally does and something he's obviously been told to do. But again, yeah. if we had an out-and-out out striker and Jay on the pitch, Jay could have done the drop-deep role and then yeah. the out-and-out out striker would have just stayed on the six-yard line, obviously, with, with, on side. But was, I remember yeah. there was a chance quite late on where we crossed it in and there was nobody there. I think Jay had gone to get the ball and drop deep. So I think an out-and-out out striker in them situations would help massively. Yeah, definitely. Just a poacher. Just get a poacher up there. That's all we need. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it's looking good. I'm, I'm happy. So, Are you happy with the season so far? Yeah, I, I, like I said, I said at the start of the season, people need to be patient. And a few people lost their heads um, after a couple yeah. of draws against Hull and Luton. Um, and then we lost against Watford. And I was like, we just need to. I said it on the podcast. I said it on the Lanks Live column. We just need to be patient. And I think it's going to click as well. I do like Nathan Teller. I'm buzzing that he's going to be available. Yeah, for this Teller, game. he's another one. Yeah, 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 he's another one that's impressed me. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, happy, I'm happy so far this season. Yeah, I don't know I what I don't know what people's expectations were. Were people expecting us to win the league, or I don't know what people are expecting us to do? But I, we're doing pretty much what I thought we'd we'd probably do. Yeah, it's going as it's, I thought it would. Obviously, I know last time we were in the championship, we won it, but we didn't have the best of starts. We'd lost five games by Boxing Day. Obviously, the rest is history. We, did, we didn't lose a game again. But I remember yeah. people complaining then, saying it weren't. I think we were seventh or eighth on Boxing Day after that defeat to Hull. And people were complaining, saying it weren't good enough. And obviously, we went on to win the league because it clicked. Um, yeah. Fingers crossed it clicks here. I think it will do. I like Teller. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this game as well. I know we've kind of already mentioned it already, but we'll just quickly get into it again. Because like I said, Nathan Teller's <clears throat> is such a good outlet. And I think that the fact that Bristol City are going to attack us, we can do that famous yeah. Murich to Teller pass, Teller bring it down and hopefully score there. Jay will have a lot more space. Brown will have yeah. a lot more space. 
whatever other winger he chooses will have a lot more space. I, I'm presuming yeah. it's going to be Jay Teller, Brownhill, and I don't know, somebody else, Benson, Goodmanson, um, somebody like that. That the, the four, yeah. four. Goodmanson, that will cause some problems. Yeah, well, Goodmanson, you mentioned him there. He's looked good when he's been playing at this at this level. He's he's looked very good. So if we can keep yeah. him fit as well, that that's like a is that old football cliche, and it? it's like a new signing. If he's a, he's a fit Goodmanson playing in this league, then that's another. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we could exploit with that with those teams definitely if they come at us. Yeah, I, I, I think I think we will. Is that is that the forward four that you choose? Then obviously Jay up top. Yeah, um, Brownhill just in behind. I'd have, like I said, Teller and um, Benson up there with him, or maybe JBG. What what would you do? I'd go. For, I'd go for Benson, but um, yeah, that's that's probably what I'd go for. I mean, Brownhill's first name on the team sheet at the minute. Um, phenomenal. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed we kept hold of him. You know, Brownhill. Yeah, I, really, I genuinely thought he'd he'd gone in the transfer window because his form was that good that I thought sort of like a. A lower to mid Premier League might come in for him. Yeah, it's um, it's one of them with Josh. I, f- I found that, I, I, and I, I think I'm starting to realise that it was probably a, a Dice system or a more defensive system, should I say, to not be Arsenal Dice. That that why he wasn't doing so well in the Prem. But I remember yeah. thinking it might put teams off not buying him. But then he had such a good start this season, yeah, yeah. and I was a little bit worried. I did think we'd keep hold of him because I feel like if he wants to be here, yeah, there is that. There is that. I mean, you've seen it in. Um, you know when we went on that little bit of a mini revival under Jackson in the Premier League, and uh, yeah. he seemed to be at the forefront of it all. It like it's like he gets the club sort of thing. Yeah. So there was always that side where I thought he might stay, but it was just his form. I just thought someone's going to come in for him, and yeah. we're not going to be able to turn it down, and he'll be off. But thankfully, he stayed because he's he's been absolutely brilliant this season. He really yeah. has. But I think I think he was a victim of the system under Dash, which again, yeah. it's not a, it's not a dig at Dash. He had, he did what he had to do. But well, I do think uh, Brownell was a victim of that system, definitely. Yeah, well, he's, def- he's definitely flourishing in this system. Obviously, I know you need to go because this crazy bastard's going on another run <laughs> yeah, after doing yeah. the Great North run last week. <laughs> That's the last thing I ever do, mate, but fair play to you. But let's get some score predictions in then because we've already mentioned we're both expecting it to be high scoring. I'm never one to encourage people like to bet too much on this podcast because I know some people who listen have issues with betting. Um, but if you are going to put a bet on the Burnley game, over 2.5 goals is an absolute must. Both <sighs> teams to score, maybe even over 3.5. Nathan Teller yeah. to score. I don't know. I, I, I'm going 3-2, and I don't want to get overconfident because when I do that, it bites me on the arse. Maybe even 4-2 to Burnley. They've conceded so many goals, but they are going yeah, to hurt us going forward. So, But I think yeah. we're going to hurt them because the gaps will be there to exploit. Um, yeah. So I'm going to I'm, you know, I'm going to be confident. I'm going to say 4-2 Burnley. What are you thinking? I'll go... I'll... It's too, it's too obvious for me to go four two, so I'll go three one. I think, I think they'll score, but I think we'll score more. I mean, it could be one of them games where it's just a case of we'll just keep scoring until the final whistle goes and whoever scored the most is won. There'll be no sort of like it'll just be one of them end to ends, goal, 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 goal. It could be like that, or who knows what. But I think we'll come out on top. I think it'll be yeah three one, three two, maybe something like that. Yeah, my only worry is. The only other open end-to-end game we've seen so far this season was against Blackpool. And because yeah. we carried on playing it out from the back, the fans got anxious. It transpired yeah. onto the pitch and then we ended up conceding goals. I yeah, am a little bit worried it. that the fans might react negatively to us passing it around at the back if they're trying to attack us. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think I think the key is to not panic. Um, even if we concede first, it's to not panic because they do concede. Um, yeah. So it's just, if you know, if they score first, as long as it's not in like the 80th minute or something, 
Um, just not panic because we'll get chances and we'll probably put some away. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Uh, I probably should have asked you this before you came on, but um, is your Great North Run donation link still open? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. happy days. Yeah. I'll find it on your Twitter. I'll put it in the description of this video for people if they want to donate to Neil. Yeah, nice um, yeah, so honestly, mate, well done for doing it. Yeah, um, mate, yeah. You're a, a crazy bastard for going back out now. <laughs> I guess you've got to try and keep them fitness levels up, haven't you? It's more just to get the feeling back in my legs, to be honest. I've not done yeah. much this week. So, yeah, yeah, now some flat. The link's still open. It's for a, a local charity up here in the northeast where I live now. Um, for Louis, they just help um, families who've lost children and things like that. So you can read all about yeah. it on the link anyway. So, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Great cause, mate. Great cause. But and also, thank you very much for coming on because, like I said, we couldn't get a Bristol City fan. So Neil has stepped in at the last minute. Uh, I only messaged him yesterday. So big thank you, Neil, for coming on. I really do appreciate you taking time out your day. Um, no, isn't it? Always something like this. And Not to be bad. honest, Neil, the, the podcast will probably be out while you're on your run. So if you want to give it a listen and listen back to yourself, <laughs> feel free. Uh, but thanks for coming on, mate. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll do obviously the post-match stuff. I'll do the sixty-second review as soon as I get home tomorrow. And then the full-time show will probably be Sunday because I'm working Saturday night. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.